coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Blue Collar Podcast. Today, I have the privilege of introducing you to Tim McGorty. And Tim is the owner of TMC Masonry in Boise, Idaho, and also Northwest Precast in uh, Puyallup, if I said that right, uh, near Correct. Seattle, Washington. All right, Tim. That's a hard one for me. That is not one of them southern words I'm used to saying a lot. And then, uh, you know, my wife, Rhea, and I had the privilege of conducting two half-day workshops for Tim and his team in May of 2019. And uh, we were actually in each location. And we focused on content from my book, uh, Blue Collar Leadership, Leading from the Front Lines. But, however, actually, we met, we first met Tim back in on March 3rd, 2019 in Louisville, Kentucky, while we were conducting the half-day leadership development workshop at a professional conference for precast concrete business owners and leaders and managers of those industries. And uh, Rhea and I actually spoke there on my book, Blue Collar Leadership Supervision, Unleash Your Team's Potential. And we were speaking on you know on how to lead formally, and that's where we met Tim. So, Tim, I got to tell you about Tim. You about to get to, get to meet him, and it's a, pri- a privilege for me to introduce him to you. But Tim's one of those rare leaders at the top who truly gets it. And so, uh, welcome to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast, Mr. Tim. Good to be here, Mac. So, how did how did you actually end up at that Louisville conference? So I, uh, as you mentioned, I belong to the organization Architectural Precast Association, and I sit on the board. And uh, every year, twice a year actually, when we have meetings that align with other uh, precast associations, we look for things that the board members want to learn, and things that we reach out to different. Uh, the director reaches out and finds individuals who um, have an expertise and usually a year or 18 months before the meetings a search is taking place and in in the case of uh, the good fortune of meeting you the search was that we had requested the director to find someone who um, was really a blue-collar motivational speaker uh, that could bring something that we could um, put in front of our working frontline guys and women and uh, and get some better improvement from <clears throat> the overall culture that we were working in. And so I had flown back to that conference and uh, we had been there a couple of days before the Sunday morning, March 3rd, that you presented, you and Rhea presented Blue collar leadership to the group. Okay, you wasn't ready for Rio, were you? <laughs> no, I, I didn't know you were bringing your wife, but uh, it it proved to be complimentary. Okay, so tell tell me about those two companies you have before we get into the leadership kind of discussions. I know you guys are outstanding in in, in the Boise area, and I, w- I won't 
anybody who's listening who's in the industries that you're about to describe I'm telling you if you're looking for an outstanding leader to, to support and an outstanding industry to get in Tim's about to tell you about those right now so t- tell me about the two different places and what's different about them that sort of thing so the the company based out of Boise um, I started in 1977 when I moved to Boise and uh, bricklayer by trade at the time and we um, myself and a couple employees that I hired started um, in the residential field of masonry and a, a short time later five or six years later moved towards the commercial side of masonry and eventually within the next couple of years stopped doing residential work and strictly focused on commercial industrial institutional masonry subcontracting so I've been fortunate to uh, have been in business through all those cycles uh, we grew in the 90s to about 250 individuals employed in five different states and uh, in the downturn of 2000 and 2001 uh, we came very close to certainly losing the company and managed to get through that very severe recession and uh, have always stayed around a hundred employees ever since primarily because uh, too difficult to adjust to cycles keep men working in the downturns and and so uh, it's been a lot healthier to keep that number in a reasonable range and so we've remained certainly uh, the largest masonry contractor in the state as well as one of the largest in the region um, Washington Oregon and Idaho is where we have primarily focused uh, our search for work and uh, it it's been something that we've I think we were looking for a better way to develop culture you would think after 40 years that of uh, being in business that you've learned enough uh, to have a strong culture within your organization but uh, it, it's a it's been an interesting year as the company has transformed through this blue-collar leadership the other company was kind of an offshoot of masonry in that we struggled with architectural precast delivery of and supply of uh, a very specialized material that we use quite frequently in the masonry side install adjacent to masonry and I acquired a company just about 14 years ago and uh, the owner stayed for 10 years before retiring last year and so that company much smaller company about 30 employees is focused on producing job specific architectural precast concrete uh, a very uh, more challenging industry than I expected uh, it involves complete design detailing engineering uh, so it's a com- always a design build part of our uh, industry and uh, we've we've grown from the three employees that the owner had previously when I first acquired it to the 30 or so now and just getting ready to start a new facility to move the plant to a larger more productive capacity you, you guys are making it happen you got a lot going on don't you Tim? 
there's always something to do no doubt about that <laughs> that's cool so so tell me tell me about your experience at the conference kind of heard about what you do and and, and why what you guys were looking for and and you were looking or maybe you were not looking to, to, to transform your culture but you wanted to learn something new so tell me what you got out of that 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 conference with us back in March last year yeah it's interesting I had I had forgotten about the search we had uh, requested we we put together three four or five topics every year for the upcoming year or two and uh, I uh, I had forgotten that we had requested a blue-collar speaker and uh, until I looked at the format coming into Louisville and so uh, it took me a little by surprise I guess to some extent I, I remember sitting there I, I was struggling a little bit with a cold normally our pre presenters have an hour and 15 minutes each and we might go through four of them on the Sunday of the weekend of the conference in this particular uh, situation I assume by your request you had the entire five hours uh, four and a half hours and uh, so I, it was met with plenty of skepticism I wasn't feeling that great uh, you didn't come packed with PowerPoints and marching bands and uh, <laughs> quite frankly I I, uh, I thought I was gonna struggle to get through the morning um, but as the first segment the first hour started to come to a conclusion I could see that uh, it had some value to me so I <clears throat> I certainly uh, perked up paid more attention started to ask some questions it was interesting because um, uh, a week year earlier <clears throat> I had had a company meeting with, uh, excuse me one second, I'll grab some water. Okay. Yeah. A week earlier, in a company meeting, we discussed the fact that um, our organization needed some change and uh, not expecting to find it in Louisville, but uh, we were fortunate enough that. Uh, what you were presenting clicked I had lost a longtime employee a month earlier and had had a number of discussions with him about his departure from the company and why um, and he felt like the company didn't offer enough appreciation for workers and uh, that the culture within our organization was not uh, healthy was not uh, supportive so I was certainly I think primed to be searching for an answer I, I always relate to the, the saying that you know the when the student is ready the teacher will appear and uh, I, I clearly think yeah. that was some of that right there um, I uh, I was looking at transitioning the company to some key employees and I felt as though I wasn't turning over a company that was uh, healthy in regards to the general culture within the organization so um, okay yeah I paid attention to what you had to say became engaged in it um, and as you know uh, bought a few extra books including the two that was that were part of the handout before I left uh, that 
group uh, the following day. And uh, as I flew back and read the first book and took some notes, I thought there was value there. And uh, we started uh, with the key guys to look at how do we implement this program within our organization. You did that right after you got home pretty quick. I did. I, I, I read the first book and the second book on the flight back. Um, three days later, I had put together a six or seven minute kind of quick overview of what the program represented to me. I presented it uh, to three key guys in the company in my office and just asked them to sit and listen to this short uh, overview of blue-collar leadership and uh, extremely hesitant that that this feel-good approach <laughs> was going to work. You were or they were? It would work. I was very uh, concerned that I, I could not, I could not uh, make a change in crusty old bricklayers and uh, who uh, yeah, and, the, and the, later that day, I presented it to three key guys uh, uh, online in the same fashion, uh, hooked into cameras, and and uh, both of the small groups believed that there was merit in the direction I had presented as far as taking it uh, company-wide. So within a week, uh, I had presented it to every employee in small groups of 10 to 15 at both companies. Wow. And uh, we, uh, we started distributing uh, books in a limited way because we had not yet uh, bought enough to distribute company-wide. But within a week, we bought enough uh, to distribute company-wide. And... Uh, and started launching the program. Uh, within a month, I had hired an individual that I knew that had a, a sense of motivational speaking, been in the construction business 25, 26 years, and so he knew our industry. But he had been a student of, of kind of how to motivate groups, how to work with teams. And uh, so that, again, was something that we wanted to keep the ball moving forward uh, in a very strong way and so the meetings became weekly uh, and that went on for a number of months where it was either him or myself presenting it was within a month we brought the entire both companies together at two different locations and uh, and really laid everything out the direction we were going by this point, everybody had read some of Blue Power Leadership, were familiar with yep. it, had been in front of us on a weekly level for three weeks before that. Uh, but, but this was kind of the uh, opportunity to put it out in front of the group collectively, and, uh, and the response continued to be very positive. And, and you're talking about that's when, after you bought the the 400 books part of that special offer when we actually came out that's when you put everybody together the first time no uh we put everybody oh, that was together a time before that yeah we put everybody together uh at 
one location in Boise with TMC and then at Duolive with Northwest Precast where we, uh, yeah, we wanted to see the group interact collectively after everybody had been uh, introduced to it and oh, had been okay. involved with it for two or three weeks. And that, wow. uh, at that point, we were, of course, putting out the fact that in two months you would be coming to speak oh, okay. to each company. And so our goal for the next uh, eight weeks, or the first eight or nine weeks, was to work our way mostly through blue-collar leadership, or a portion of. We were doing one or two chapters a week, most of the time focusing on, on uh, two, because it was short enough amount of material that you could kind of uh, work through that. And so, yeah, your yourself and Rhea joined us about eight and a half, nine weeks into the program. Okay, yeah, that was, and that was awesome. And I want to take a, a, a minute right here to tell everyone when, when I said earlier that Tim's one of those rare leaders at the top who truly gets it, this is what I'm talking about. We meet leaders all over this country. They come and hear us speak and they nod their head and I never hear from them again. I don't hear any success stories. They come in there, they get fired up, but they don't actually take action. And Tim, as, as you can just witness from his story, he took action and took action again and took action again. And you're still taking action, Tim. You haven't, you haven't let off the gas yet. And you guys are getting results. And we'll talk about that in, in, in a bit. But just so you know, too, we've got about 13 more minutes left in, in the episode from a time standpoint. But not to rush you, I'm just telling you how much is left. But... It's, it's amazing what you guys did. And when we came out, I mean, you put the tent up in the, in the, in uh, Boise, and we got out in the yard. You had the tent up, and you fed everybody good. But and we got to spend four hours with those folks. So, what kind of feedback did you get from them? You know, when when we left, we don't always hear the the truth. But what you get to hear the truth after we left? What did, what were they thinking after several months, and then you know having the on site session? Yeah, I think both. Both groups had similar uh, experiences and made similar comments. Uh, the one of the, I, I would guess, the two uh, really prominent uh, outcomes from this, especially evident in the early stages, was that uh, it was really about employees in general. Uh, taking responsibility for their own individual lives and moving their own individual lives forward in whatever incremental ways possible. And the reinforcement was that we were there to help them, give them some vision forward, give them, uh, encourage them, care about them. Uh, the, the words that are not used enough within organizations are the fact that, that these employees are what represent our company across the board. And we, we as leaders, unfortunately, accept a low level of um, culture, a low level of character to exist in our organization. And it just erodes the faith that these employees feel that the company is worth working hard for. And so this was a, a, a real has been and continues to be a, a real challenge to keep them motivated, to keep them feeling as though they're appreciated, and that as a group, uh, 
uh, we want the culture that is going to be outstanding from a standpoint of other groups and entities in our industry. And, and we've, we've certainly made inroads there uh, and we've lost people along the way. We've had to get rid of key people who could not support the process. And uh, in most cases, those decisions, and it took months before we did that. We, we really didn't start to look at things until five months or six months into the program where we felt like we've got to start to root out the people that are not going to support the direction we're going. And, and that has had a positive You had effect. to, right? Because they were yeah. derailing your integrity if you didn't do it at some point. But you tried to change them before you actually changed them. You gave them an opportunity to, to get on board. That's why you, it took so long, right? And that's a good thing. Yes, and it and it it went on for five months where we slowly continued to get rid of a few people and replace those people, and so the ones that were not part of could not support it. They saw it coming, and still could not support it, and so we felt we gave them every opportunity to become a positive side, and they when they couldn't, it reinforced everyone else that this is the direction we're going to stay on. So that's, that's, a, that's, that's a hard decision. I want, I want to go back to and make sure everyone listening understands when, when you had us out there and you, you put everybody you know, in the tent or, or out in the shop at, at the, at the uh, Washington location, it was everybody. It wasn't just the formal authority leaders. You, you put everybody in the room, which is what I always recommend, right? And that's what you had. That is true. I did. Frontline, entry-level people who nobody reports to. You've been teaching everybody to be leaders. Yeah, the effort has to be, I think, across the board. Yep. And you're doing it right. So, so, so tell me about this. And you've spoken to me before. I just want you to share whatever you feel comfortable sharing. But how have you been impacted personally? Because you, you can't transform your culture without something happening inside of you, I bet. Yes, that's, that is uh, a big part of it, uh, and you would think after 42 years of being in business that um, your personal growth to stay that long hopefully was in a positive direction. But what I found in looking at other individuals in the organization and hoping for improvement that uh, without my own improvement, without my own dedication to self improvement um, I I couldn't I just couldn't sell the program and so I've spent the last now almost a year right we're a week from March yep. 3rd um, reading taking notes uh, I've I've probably read 25 or 30 books surrounding this philosophy of motivation of uh, self-reflection of really listening understanding and trying to as a person uh, develop into a more compassionate individual and uh, at 65 it feels a little late but uh, I guess it's never too late never too late you impacted some, some lives in a serious way and you're doing it you're doing it personally too you, are, 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 do, you, do you mind sharing about what you did over the summer last year at your home um, if you don't want to that's fine too <laughs> that was a pretty cool thing right there I heard about 
um, you heard through my daughter, although you were, I guess, were aware yep. of it. So uh, I was married for almost 20 years, two children, and uh, and divorced um, for almost the same. Although I became involved with a lovely woman uh, many years ago, but was not all that interested in getting married uh, a second time. And uh, so we ended up uh, getting married last summer. And uh, it, it's been a it's been a wonderful um, time. Uh, it was great for the family, for the kids, for the grandkids, and uh, it was more impactful than I guess either one of us thought it would be. Yeah, that's good stuff. And, and you start sharing it at home, right? Yes. Yeah. With some it, of the kids, uh, that was pre- pretty cool. Yeah, Mac had the pleasure of, of, without my knowledge, getting a text from my daughter that uh, that there was a change developing in her in her father. And uh, although we've had a very close relationship for a long, long time, obviously, uh, to have her reach out to Mac uh, independently was, uh, and he shared that with me was was a very warm moment. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That's when that's when you know it, it's for real. So, what about your team? Have you know you talked about everybody growing, but but is there any? You ain't got to list their names, obviously, unless you want to. But have you had any that like really stand out to a really bought on? Maybe you didn't expect to, or they did it more than you expected them to. Yeah, there there have been a number of guys at uh, at different levels, uh, and when I speak of guys on the TMC side, the the field, the men in in the industry out there. Uh, The leadership side where you've got key guys who were already pretty solid individuals, as as sometimes, as somebody said the other day, of of one of these key guys, you know, well, well, he didn't have a, a lot of distance to go to be an impressive leader. He was already a very strong caliber individual. But he latched onto it, read a number of Max books, and uh, at both of the group settings, uh, when Mac was there and some subsequent company meetings, we generally have six or seven books or eight, ten books of related subject matter. In this case, this individual picked up uh, Covey's Seven Habits, which is not an easy read, read it along with a number of other books. But we've also had individuals who have had uh, a lot of struggles in their life, who latched on to it because of its, um, it, it gives them a sense of security that the company is there for them. And so we've had uh, a number of individuals who clearly have moved forward in a very dramatic way and become are coming becoming more key players in the company. Uh, and I think that certainly this theme here, this blue-collar leadership and everything that extends from there is what has made the growth in the individuals much more dramatic where they were sometimes in troubled spots and now you can see them finding their way forward and becoming more and more responsible and, uh, and happier individuals. That, that's good stuff, and they're helping you accelerate the journey by when, when they started buying it causes other people to buy in because they have more more influence more frequently with some people than you probably do. Absolutely, yeah. 
Absolutely. So, so that's kind of specifically. What about generally? I know I've, I've heard you guys talk about it, and I don't want to put words in your mouth except to to, to provoke thought. But what have you seen over, over this year, as far as and, and you pick which one that, that that maybe you can see, if not all of them, some of them. But you know, I heard you guys mention stuff in the past about absenteeism, productivity, teamwork, morale. Any of those things that you can talk to from a general standpoint that where you where you I mean there's something there's something causing you to keep going but, and a lot of it you've already shared but those are the tangible things that you actually can maybe measure and see have you seen those improvements yeah, in any of those areas we track um, we track production daily uh, I see uh, overall job reports every week and so as we were implementing this about four or five months into the program to reinforce it uh, across the board we came through with about a 12 percent pay increase and this is after probably because of the demand in the construction industry this is on top of the last couple of years where there have been 15 to 20 percent pay increases across the board and okay. so clearly we reinforced that we were trying to change the culture, trying to help the culture, to help production, to help the company, and therefore the individuals to make more money. We're all, you know, we, we can all uh, think of loftier goals, but at the end, uh, one of the biggest responsibilities we have as owners and leaders is that the company, from a capital standpoint, is solvent and, and solid and, and can withstand the recessions that come at us. And so, in general, We've, we've been able to absorb this, these additional pay increases, uh, bonus structures and some other perks that we've included uh, have been met with higher levels of production and therefore the outcome, uh, even after some significant increases, has still been above where we were. So there's clearly a better culture within the organization uh, it's easier. My foreman remark on how much easier it is to manage the group now than it was before, because oh, yeah. people people look inward at themselves. If if they're unhappy when they get to work, uh, it's it's their responsibility to change their outlook on the day. And uh, I know the the term gets tossed around occasionally about, well, what kind of blue le blue collar leadership language is that? Now, come on, what do you think? Uh, so those are the kind of things you you know you're hitting home when when they can make a, a joke poke fun at each other on the topic. Yeah, when they're recalling it. So j just to honor your time, Tim, we we've, we've been 30 minutes. I, I can I got a few more questions if you've got a few more minutes, but if not, we can wrap this thing up. Whichever one you prefer, because I know you got a no, busy I'm good. schedule. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm good. You can you can ask a couple questions. Okay. So, so that's cool. You said something that I say from the stage all the time as I tell people, if you'll grow and develop your frontline people and help them lead themselves well, they're going to be easier to lead because they're doing a lot of the work that you used to be trying to do that you really couldn't do. And that's what you described, right? When people lead themselves well, they're, they're easier to lead for the formal authority leaders. That is correct. So another key piece, and, and, and this is important, I think, you know, tell me how your cultural transformations impacted your hiring process and your ability to attract better 
candidates than maybe you attracted in the past. I've heard you guys talk about that. That was that was pretty cool uh, information. Yeah, we 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 were at times part of that same uh, syndrome that's out there that the economy is so good that good people can't be found that you can't find quality people that you can't find uh, people to come do the kind of work we do because let's face it uh, masonry construction architectural precast you know the, the, this is dirty uh, physical work goes on day after day and what we found was when we re-scripted how we went after help and, and this was six months into the program August or so and we the motivational speaker individual that still every Monday puts out drips of nuggets to every employee just short Monday morning blue-collar uh, things to get people thinking right out of the gate the right way and yep. uh, so we we rewrote ads when we were looking for people we we scripted it in in the fashion of looking for the right people providing the right benefits being a team member if you don't have character and you don't work hard uh, don't don't look at this company to come to work for and and so it was a combination of making sure it was evident that this was these were companies moving forward these were companies who were establishing themselves as growth opportunities as cultural experiences that are positive about care for the employees uh, added pictures to some of the ads and really put them out there in a way that made people take notice to the fact that this wasn't just an ad for a bricklayer or a hod carrier or an operator this was an ad for somebody who wanted to go somewhere forward wanted to work in an organization where they were recognized respected and cared for and I can remember getting at both locations as we were starting to peel away a few people that we didn't think were ever going to fit the blue-collar script there were times we might have 30 applicants most of all wow. who had jobs who had good jobs but they took interest in the fact that the ad was written in a way that drew their attention to a culture that was in a positive way and so it was remarkable some of the candidates that we recruited and when you interviewed them it was because of not that they were uh, not that they didn't have a decent enough job or a fairly well-paying job but that they didn't feel as though they were recognized for their value that they were part of an organization that cared about them that as far as they were concerned their leader could care less whether they showed up or didn't show up next Monday and so out of that and we've done that routinely uh, as we've looked for more people and we've had a very similar I, I remember we were looking for a quality control individual in the Seattle market which is booming and I had a yeah. hundred applicants for quality control it was wow. startling. That, that was unusual that was unusual for you to have that many you would think normally especially of that caliber uh, these these are people who have full resumes and are sending you a full resume in our industry that's not always the case it's it's sometimes just 
they come in, knock on the door looking for a job. They don't have a resume, but, but a lot of these responses were from people who, who had respectable resumes who were looking for a better place to work. That, that's awesome. And you're validating many of the things I share from the stage. I probably shared them with you guys back in March in Louisville the first time we spoke, but, but you didn't have your own evidence to support my belief, but, but now you do. And that's one of the things I tell people all across the country who, I mean, we hear it everywhere we go. People make the excuse we just can't find good people because the unemployment rate is so low. And I always tell them, have you ever hired anybody who had a job already? You know, and everybody raises their hand. Yeah, we've hired somebody. I said, so you got the 97% who are employed to pick from and the 3% who are unemployed to pick from. So actually, you got 100%. So there's, there's no excuse, but you guys are living proof of it. It started with, with you taking action, but, but it allows you to lead better, right? When you got more candidates coming in, you can pick better candidates. You can add better candidates to your team, and it creates a momentum that that you used to not have. Is that right? That is correct. Alrighty. So I know you guys at the end of the year, just recently, you bought 400 more books, which means we're going to get to come out in there and see you guys two more uh, half-day workshops with, with you and the team. So what? all that success you have, and what caused you to to want to invest in 400 more books and get us out there again because you guys got well, going I, great on your own yeah I, th I think that uh, anybody who ventures down this path who doesn't think it's going to be a, a long hard road of sometimes difficult to see results uh, is going to be you know unrealistic in their thinking it, it is a you, you've got to, it's like everything else that we do to stay in business. It's, it's grinding away at it week after week, month after month, and reaffirming that it's something that's going to stay and it's going to, it's going to continue to be the theme, the culture. And, and even though we sometimes, I'm sure, lose ground, uh, don't always have exactly the right results in the field. Uh, the fact of the matter is that uh, as an owner, you've got to continue to keep that presence there, to keep that moving in a direction where it's not, uh, it's not something that's just going to be forgotten or discarded. And so um, bringing you back this year is just an investment in that same process, which is here we are a year later or 14 months later, uh, we're still standing by that same theme, that same uh, focus on uh, self-improvement, group improvement, overall company improvement. It, it's going to be a privilege. We can't wait to get back there and, 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 and feel the, the energy in those, those two places because it, it, was pretty, it was pretty amazing the first time and because you guys had created so much momentum. So anybody who's listening who, who wants to take advantage of what Tim's doing it. Just go to bluecollarleadership.com and click on the special offer button on the menu, and you can find out what the current uh, special offer is to get us out to your place. And and you know, Tim, I, I think I told you, but I might not have even have mentioned it to you last time we talked. I can't remember, but we're actually hosting a, our first blue collar leadership event since we since we actually uh, when I started first writing those books. Blue collar leadership was in 2016, so four years we haven't done any. A private or excuse me public 
events where we host them. We pretty much do on-site stuff, private, like we did for you, and then we speak at professional conferences that are pretty much private, unless you, you know, only for those who are in the group, like we did when we first met you. But we're doing a blue collar leadership, helping leaders engage the front line to improve the bottom line conference in Atlanta, full day deal on, on May the first, and uh, we're going to do it by the Renaissance Concourse Atlanta Airport Hotel. Long, long name, but it's the one right beside the, the runway, and uh, so anybody around the country who's been following us can come to that. So as we wrap up here, I just want to ask you if, if you have any advice for leaders who are listening, maybe considering attending that conference or, or taking advantage of the special offer. Why? What makes it a good investment in yourself or your team? What's because it's a well, big investment I, I, for blue collar folks who haven't done it before. I think, um, you know, as owners, leaders, key individuals, uh, we typically prepare for things that we're trying to do for for new directions or uh, new encounters with individuals, whatever it might be. Uh, most of us prepare for them, and so that would be certainly one of my recommendations where we started where I started uh, was would be to, to go read some of your material spend some time and have an understanding of the theme before they go to your conference it's just so helpful it was really why we brought you in nine weeks later was our intent was to try to help the group to understand what it was they would be listening to. So first would certainly be to just do your homework and, and uh, research your program and understand it well enough that it, it really is helpful when they're sitting there and listening to you present it. Culturally though, and individually, uh, the ability to speak to words in an industry of construction like empathy, support, uh, the, the presence of people around you who are paying attention, listening, respecting each other. Uh, these are not things that we associate with construction workers. But uh, there is no doubt that, that the crustiest of them all took heart in what we were trying to do. And uh, and so we we've just been fortunate to have a much healthier organization than than previously yeah it's pretty cool when you say that because i remember be, being out there and you know we at, at break you know some of your team come up and some of them had tears in their eyes and stuff like that because of what they felt good stuff not bad stuff and that that's awesome when when you see that and get to feel that and experience it uh, one, one last thing i hadn't thought of it till you were just talking but you actually got invited to go speak about this at, at the at, at the same conference or, or the full conference that we spoke at, right? You were you were asked to, to go share what you guys were doing because of your results. Yeah, at our annual conference, which the one you spoke at is the biannual, the, the a more kind of uh, slightly reduced event for us, the, the annual one yep. when awards are given and other things are handed out, uh, the director who had followed some of our progress and and i had shared the story with him because he uh, spends all that time looking for people and trying to help the group and wanted to make sure that he understood that this particular occasion he had made a significant 
development in our group. And so I did a 20-minute presentation to all the members of the APA and the vendors that were at that annual conference and, uh, and just tried to highlight where we had gotten to between March and September. Um, but it's interesting, even though I think some people clearly, uh, many people came up to me afterwards and were quite inspired by the direction we had gone. Um, yep. I think one has reached out to you so far, right? Yep, one. And, and you were you were one out of the other group. <laughs> and I was so, one out of the other group. <laughs> that's what we we call it. We always say we go around the country fishing fishing for leaders like you, Tim. There there not many of those kind of fish out there in the sea. Yeah. All right, sir. So uh, I very much appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. I know I talked to you all you know fairly often and i know you're always super busy so thank you for taking time out of your busy day to share a bit of your journey with with my blue collar leadership podcast audience you're welcome i appreciate the effect you've had on all of us all right it's been a pleasure so all right everyone that wraps up today's episode talk to you next time Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others, now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.